Wolf, the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it through another week, bros. We almost oh. didn't. When we got nabbed, them soldiers came in. They're like, those two twins are the biggest threat. Take them down. And we're all like, you'll never take us alive. Bam, bam, bam. That's not what happened. And then we started doing action rolls. <laughs> wrong game. What happened? Totally wrong game. I like this universe where Uzi got to meet the Dovetail uh, family. Oh no, that was uh, that was Tank. the twins. That was, that was the Tank. Tank. Yeah, that was the twins. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Uzi. <laughs> no, no, that was wow. the guy down wow. below. Uzi down wow. here. Wow, <laughs> twins are up here. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also thought it was Uzi. They're completely no, I different. Caught on to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Half of us got you out of It's like the scenes in Harley Quinn that are just voice actors talking to each other because their cast is that small. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a great show, though. I'm doing my best, but I've only got so so many. (laughs) Wizard electric car, Bruce! (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I know about that show is that line and how amazing it is. And apparently Bane is also really awesome. They keep putting my name on the coffee cups as Bane, but my name is Bane! (laughs) I love Bane's voice. Yeah. Coffee is his reckoning. (laughs) Where did Adam go? Adam left. This camera just totally shut off. Everyone's gone. Listen, after all the things that have happened, I'm exhausted. So, (laughs) oh, me too. I think we all are. Well, he's not actually DMing. We're running this entire episode. I think we should take a ten minute rest back and just see what happens for the rest of the episode. Good luck. Yeah. All Anyone right. We talk to so many NPCs. We find so yeah. many NPCs and we just chat to them. You get 10,000 credits. And you get 10,000 credits. And you get 10,000 credits. So, does that mean that it's our job to open the Tomes of Emergency Power podcast, Chapter 3, Volume. That's not. No, I'm so close. So close. So close. No. Tomes of the podcast of power. It's an emergency. Adam, we yes, need you come right. back. It's an emergency. No, no. We're, we're terrible ourselves. at this. I already have my mojitos, and I've kicked up my feet. So. Oh sh. <laughs> Adam's just chilling on this episode. Okay. All right. All right it's up right, to us, guys. Fine. Okay. Okay. You know what? Here, I will give you the intro, and that is all you get from me. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Sounds fair. fair. Brandon Masters lays silent as you pull the dovetail siblings from the dark, liquid chamber. The main hall of Curdan Manor burns with the wreckage of a ship that should never have arrived. A stranger rises amidst the flames, dark wings swirling in the smoke. The tiefling's body may be going cold, but the situation is still heating up in the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, Chapter 11. There it yeah. is. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. This so one goes close, to so 11. close. <laughs> it was feeling empty without that. So Fivey and Sol have rushed to the staircase and look down upon this figure in the smoke. And you hear a familiar voice just behind you. Haythorn 3301, fire suppression system engaged. Please stand clear. As streams of pressurized chemical smoke pours down from small faucets in the hall's roof and starts suffocating the fire, Proceed mm. at your own risk. Mm. What the House hell? House VI managed to do ah. something useful for once. Identify yourself. Oh, sorry. Oh, give me a second. Eyes need to readjust. Uh, uh, oh, 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 God. 
Oh god, here it comes. You see this figure uh, pull a backpack from her back and she opens it up and she pulls out what appears to be a plastic bag, rips it open and just starts ravenously eating whatever's inside. Look out, she's got snacks! Sorry, the the shifting. Oh, I need energy. So much energy. Caloric intake. I'm sure this is all very charming, but we've had something of a bad day. Do you mind telling us who you are and what the bloody hells you're doing here? Uh, I trust me. Um, like you see that her eyes are like she's squinting and opening and squinting, really like a, a lot. Uh, okay. Um, I wish I could tell you what I'm doing here, but I really don't have a good answer for you. The last thing I That's know, convenient. I was in the middle of a daring space combat and now I'm here in a castle? What the hell? Affirmative. This is a castle. Um, I, I, this is going <laughs> to sound like a really weird question. Uh, what year is it? What year is it? <laughs> My astrogation indicates that it is approximately 320 AG. Why do you ask? Oh, okay. Same, same year. Okay. Uh, okay, good. That's good. That's good. Uh, hi, my name is Koto. Don't mind me. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna try to figure everything out. I'm not here to, to ruin whatever it is that's going on. I'm. I'm just trying to figure some stuff out myself. Um, so go, very go about your business. Looks at the fountain. Looks like you've already started. Yeah, my bad. Was uh, that wasn't like an important to you guys or anything, was it? Not at all. Okay. You killed the fountain. I think that makes you a hero and yeah, an ally. we had some beef with that fountain, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Again, that fountain had coming, actually. The tragedy yeah. is that neither Soul nor 5e know what a pain that fountain was. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and us are like, oh, I feel something. An enemy has been eliminated. A <laughs> <laughs> weight has been lifted from our shoulder. Yes. I think Scruff's going to come through the, the door with both siblings on his shoulders and, like, What's going on out here? We have an unexpected arrival. Oh, you killed the fountain. Good job. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, then uh, this fountain. That thing was a real pain the, in the ass. The stone, one of the stones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Koto, be advised that we have eliminated hostile forces inside this complex and are in the process of evacuating prisoners. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Why are you giving her information? We don't know who, what she is. We, I have no, 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 no issues over here. You know, no, not hostile. She pulls the uh, laser rifle from her back and just lays it on the ground. She's got a gun! Says, no, no, no hostility here. I do not believe that one of her poses a threat to... I'm losing track of how many of us there are now. Seven? Yep. Pyro walks in, uh, sees the fountain destroyed, and then their eyes narrow and goes, good. What happened with this fountain? Like they give a knowing, a knowing nod to Scriff. Scriff's the ghost like, yeah. of Brandon is just like, yes, that fountain. That's the only thing I left unfinished in my life. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> wow. My story has been told. I can move on now. Soul finally rises out of his body. Defeated. I no longer plan on haunting soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Koto just kind of uh, says, okay, like I said, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to try to figure some stuff out. And then she turns around and she holds her hands out. Uh, first of all, her fists are closed. Then she holds up the index and middle finger on both of her hands and then holds out her thumbs, connecting them in sort of a triangle motion. And you start to see some weird 
rainbow color energy sparking from her hands. And then she begins trying to widen the triangle. And you can see what appears to be like a little spark in reality appear before her. And it kind of like opens up and then like shuts really quick. She's like, are we all right with this stranger casting magic? Do we? Are you really this gullible? <laughs> the wiser course of action would be to go ahead and evacuate the rest of the dovetails as well as Myrani before this being manages to create an unpatchable ripple in reality. Can I roll um, Arcana to see what they were doing? Yeah. Also, it's mysticism, I should have said. I want to, I'd actually like to make a roll too. I'm curious if this, if what they're doing is anything related to opening like uh, a portal into the drift. Mm. I would also just like to give her a very good once over because other than black wings, what does she look like? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. That's true. Maybe I should explain what this character looks like. So the character that appears before you stands at about 5'10". She has navy blue skin with kind of a grayish tint. Her hair is fashioned into sort of a mohawk and she has pointed ears like an elf. Her body is mostly humanoid in shape, but her legs at the bottom from her knees down are talons like a bird's. And then she has those brilliant black wings that almost look like crow's wings. Um, the She is wearing what appears to be heavy armor, and it looks like the hide of some kind of creature. Whereas other hided armor might be multiple pieces of hide that are like patched together. This one looks like one solid piece that has been hollowed out and shaped specifically for her body. It's got kind of a blackish purplish tint to it as well. Like wearing a whole cow? Exactly. <laughs> More so like a hardened shell. She shrinky dinked a cow around her. Got it. <laughs> a chitinous cow going. though. I think the rules that you would be trying to the make would be mysticism, cow. but I don't want yes, to. Yes, I, I didn't want to say, I meant yeah, yeah, yeah. mysticism, yeah. I said I can't, but yes, I got a 22. 22, and didn't have I any other 19. rules happening here? Yeah, I dropped a 16 life sciences to identify Koto's species. Ooh. Yeah, so as far as the life science is concerned, she is a Strix, which is a pack world's Ooh. race. They are native to the planet Verses. Well, okay, I'll have Paul just ask them then, so we can do your character. Okay, let's do that. Your ability is fascinating. I, you are making some kind of portal? I'm trying, but I, I gotta admit, I'm still learning how to do it. I don't know what they call it uh, on this universe, but where I'm from, that's something called a, a witch warper? Ooh, universe. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I should explain that. Um, again, Koto, I am not from this universe. I'm not even from the universe that I was in or the one before that. It's kind of a messy and long story, but um, I have these abilities. I've had them since I was a teenager. I was, When I figured out that I had these powers, I was pulled into a another universe and I've been traveling ever since trying to either get back home or find a new life somewhere you know you I use these so. powers to crash aircraft into fountains uh I, so like I said my control over it isn't a hundred percent efficient or so whenever I shift from universe to universe intentionally it's like pulling little bits of details from other parts of reality into the one I'm currently in, but actually shifting myself, sorry, I call them shifts. She does little air quotes around the word shift. I call them shifts 
whenever I, I pull I myself I would like into a new one, I can't really control that. And apparently what, now I'm what, pulling in different parts of ships in with me, so... Oh, cool. One assumes then that this starfighter came from the last universe you were in, perhaps one you were piloting. Uh, oh, trust me, I'm no pilot. <laughs> I'm no pilot. It kind of sounds like the drift when you think about it. Oh, wait, Transporting you have... from one plane to the other with and taking pieces of that region with you. An interesting is... hypothesis. Usually I only take with me what I have on me, but this is the first time I've actually pulled part of a craft or vehicle with me. Like I said, I, I wish I could just explain it. Well, the drift is broken right now, so wait, that might... What? If it's related. Yeah, the drift is broken here. Um, It's, it's not working properly. Uh, uh, this is going to sound really weird, but do you know of... Do you guys have a, a, a god here named Triune? Yes. Affirmative. And why? Triune is linked to the drift, correct? Also correct. You can see that she looks kind of worried, like very, very worried as she asks this question. Um, that is more or less the situation. Okay. There have been some complications. We can fill you in. I'd, I'd suffice it to say that uh, I don't know what's going on either, but it doesn't seem that Triune is perfectly well. And that's about all we know about it. She kind of has a look of horror on her face and just says, um, okay, like I said, I, I, I don't mean to disrupt what's going on. Um, let me, let me just, let me just try to get out of your guy's hair and uh, see if I can, I can do this. She begins trying to open a portal again and just can't. Ah. Power is leaning in like super close, really interested in this uh, ability, like uncomfortably close over your shoulder. Can I help you? I hope so. Please continue. <laughs> that was so creepy. Sol's going to drop down and stand very close, just in case. Uh, Pons will kind of walk in during this time. Uh, hey, I just got done copying that circle under like the warped cloning device back there. Do we decide what we're kind of look over and see that there's another person there? Uh, did we decide what we're going to do with that? Hi, hi there. Wait, holy. Oh my gosh. You see her wings kind of like stretch out and she begins flying up towards Pons. It's okay. He's always like this. Is this a vampire? He's a brain. Um, as she flies and lands directly in front of Pons, it says, I forgive me if this is rude. I'm, I'm kind of a big fan. You're Narians, right? What? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 yes, that definitely. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your work. I, I'm, I was just, ex I, I'm not really from around here, but where I'm from, your, your, uh, uh, your contributions to the field of cloning has saved many, so many lives. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Wait, there, where, where, where'd you say you're from? I, I don't think I've Wait, ever if you're met here, you. And you're here, and you're, who's with my Ronnie? To that end, I'm going back upstairs. <laughs> Five E leaves. He's going to get gather unconscious Marani and bring him back downstairs to the ship. Ah. Uh, Koto, I would love to have a further conversation. It seems like you have some information that may be useful to our situation, but it's not safe here. We need to go. Ah, okay. You are welcome to come with us. Oh, um, I appreciate that. Are you sure it's not too much of a trouble? I guess I, I, if, if I could just have some place to try to figure out how to try to get back home, that's all I really need. We have a ship. Um, we're, we need to get ready to depart. Okay. I'm going to go make preparations, and Scriff will carry the two unconscious Yusoki to the ship. 
Perhaps you should not try to attempt to open portals in our ship, lest part of our ship goes with you to wherever you go next. Well, like I said, I don't really know how to control my shifting. Yes, so perhaps don't try it on our ship. Okay, there's no need to be snippy about it. We've had a bit of a day. Hope you can understand. Don't mess with them. I will poke you full of holes. And <laughs> they will smile. And then go up to V.I. Uh, Hannaford. It's not creepy so, at all. Yeah, and uh, Pons will pull uh, out you a, get used to it. A, a flame gun and say, I'm going to go take care of the machinery in the back if no one else wants to do anything about it. Um, I, and he just kind of wanders back there. <laughs> Can I accompany you, Narians? I'd really love to pick your brain on some things. Pardon the... I don't know if that's a rude thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer... That's wasted. Without that's the picking. <laughs> but if you want to ask me stuff, that's fine. Uh, and yeah, Pons will go back and just start shooting the room. <laughs> we didn't need that equipment. We, okay. got, we got all the all the diagrams, right? Yeah, you got all the diagrams. I okay. copied the magic circle, although I should make a roll for that, Adam. To see actually how well I did. Sure, go for it. I like how Adam's absolutely like, sure, if you want to yeah. roll, great. If you're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to lean over the check you got on it last yeah. time, which was like a 33 or yeah, something. It's like, so. it's, yeah, it's it's mid-20, yeah, 25. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that'll do. All right. So we have a medical bay in the ship? We have a makeshift a one that one. 5E set up to um, do surgery on um, uh, Captain Espa, which okay. so he would probably be using that Like in the cargo bay? To, I think so. I think okay. he'd probably be using that area to um, treat Myrani and anybody else who requires medical attention for the time. All right, day. then I'm I am taking the dovetails back there, and I will probably also make sure we didn't grab Brandon's body, right? No, but mm, I'm okay. still here. I'll, 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 I'll grab it. Yeah, someone grab that. Yeah. Um, okay. we don't have to role play it out, Adam, but Soul would like to interrogate Hannaford a little to see if they can figure out if there are any funds to hire crews to maybe start restoring this place a little bit, if Hannaford will even deal with Soul, which... Ooh, interesting. I mean, yeah, you can go talk to him about it. Give me all your money. <laughs> Hologram. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, that's first, right. Uh, like, so, you guys start taking the dovetails out to the ship, take my Ronnie out there as well, pick up Brandon's body gingerly, and Koto, you're following behind who you believe is uh, Narians. And Narians takes you into this luxurious room and then back behind this like secret fireplace door, pulls out a gun and just starts burning the place to the ground. Flames are hitting computers Ooh. and you see these explosions of sparks, this giant tube in the middle. Like he melts a hole in the side of it and this goop just starts pooling out from it. This should have never existed. It's a bit of an I, abomination to m- my work. It's an affront to science. Wait, so this isn't one of your labs? No. Uh, long story, but big, like, tiefling, tief, tiefling demon guy stole a bunch of bodies or... Yeah, I don't really know, but he made this lab <laughs> to copy himself is what it looks like. Or Weird. Okay. Well, yeah, if you need, yeah. Help, uh, if you need help destroying it, I'm, I'm happy to oblige. You have any gasoline? Any fuel? Uh, no, but I can do this. Her wings begin to start glowing the same rainbow energy that was sparking from her hands earlier. And the feathers are replaced with old circuit boards that have been like oh, sharpened what? to 
almost like blades and then uh, she just awesome. swings Gnarly. her wings towards the towards the machinery and then the machinery just gets cut up by a bunch of different bladed uh circuit boards that fly off of the off the wings sick. oh sick cool yeah that works too like that <laughs> we're gonna have another flying member to our party that would be pretty exciting i just kind of oh, yeah. start floating barely off the ground keeping my arms kind of dangling in front of me yeah, that viscous liquid is just kind of floating under you guys, flowing out into the main room. Yeah, don't touch that. Yeah, so she also begins flapping her wings and hovering above the ground. Yeah, ooh, good call. Probably get out of here. Uh, I'm going to do a quick look at all the books and see if there's anything else before I leave this uh, room. Aren't they on fire? Oh, no, no, no. Different room. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> Just picking up this burning tone going, huh, interesting. Yes. If the book is on fire, does that make it a light read? Oh. <laughs> wow. Groan. Lose 500 experience. <laughs> You're level six again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> May I assist you in any way? Yes. Um, I'm sure you've realized we're taking... Uh, taking care of the young master now? I see that you have departed with him. He um, has been through a bit of an ordeal. We're going to see him on his road to recovery. I'd like this place cleaned up, looking better by the time we bring him back. I think you can manage that. Might prevent 5e from uninstalling you. <laughs> While there is a broom closet, I am unable to leave these platforms. And even if I could, I would yes, be yes. unable to interact with them. You manage his accounts, don't you? When I am given authorization to do so. Do you currently have it? I do not. Can 5e do that? Unit NR5e is on probation. <laughs> NR5e just saved the young master's life. Do you think you could maybe factor that in? If Lord Cordan wishes it to be factored in, he can inform me of so, and I can assist can with the mm. cleanup. All right. Thank you for nothing. Cora, <laughs> you collected oh, Brandon. Man. I have Brandon's body here. Just one moment. Did that bottle of wine survive? <laughs> Do you search Brandon? Yes. <laughs> oh, did you want to hold him? Oh, you are going through his pockets. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's for a reason than you fine. might imagine. No, of course. He would just... enjoy it, honestly. That is yeah. accurate. Heads or tails? <laughs> Always oh dare. Gosh. <laughs> So you go searching through, and you see that many of the objects in his pack have been covered in wine. Sod it all. But not blood. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> he probably broke when he tripped over that fountain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the wine bottle stopped the attack from the tiefling. He's still alive this whole time. Gotcha. I dropped Brandon. <laughs> I just wanted soul to go through my pockets. Just a little bit of ketchup. Oh, this would have been an excellent addition to the funeral. All right. Clara, you and I need to have a talk. After of we, course. You take on any shape, yes? Not judging what's currently there, but... Thank you. This is new. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, given time and imagery, I could take on any shape. Make sure the VI isn't watching. <laughs> the VI is staring intently. <laughs> hmm. It worked so well last time. I'm just saying, and don't have to answer now, but... 
If you've any interest in learning in any of that shite which Brandon was always talking about, might have some time in the drift. I am here to learn. I appreciate your teaching. We'll chat on board. And um, Pa will take Brandon's body to the ship, I guess. Okay. Scriff will calm over to everyone, say, I've got the ship prepped and ready to go. As soon as you get on board, we can take off. I think it would be best to put this place behind us as quickly as possible. I think as as Pons and Koto would be emerging from the hallway, you can just hear Koto just berating Pons with cloning questions. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a little bit of a trade secret, so uh, I can't go into all the details. Shocking. Yeah. What a brilliant, what a brilliant mind yours is as she's taking notes. Oh, thank you. That's all he she's is. Answering very vaguely and very <laughs> roundabout. You're making a lot of like brain parts. <laughs> <laughs> totally unintentional too. <laughs> so Fivey's in the process of laying out cots in the med bay um, to accommodate the twins, um, and uh, he's got Myrani on the um, the med- medical bed that he had set up previously for Captain Espa. Although it pains him to do it, he has applied, or is beginning to apply, light restraints to all three of the unconscious forms, uh, because he's very cognizant of the fact that at any given time we could have an incursion from the dervish through these vessels. Uh, he's also readying doses of sedative, such that there is one easily at hand for each of them if such an incursion occurs. Uh, and otherwise, he's just going ahead and preparing IV drips to make sure that they're getting saline and glucose, and then um, doing a. Uh, I'm going to do a medicine check, and I'll I'll do multiples if I need to, or we can roll them to one, um, just to assess their general condition at present. Uh, one's fine. I will definitely offer to assist in any medical checks. All right. Um, I, by all means, pop me a roll. Let me know if you give me a plus two. That is a plus two. Yay! <laughs> Which is good. That makes it a 21 with a three on the die. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> and bonuses. Amazing. Those bonuses. <laughs> Those are really good bonuses. Yeah, I got yeah. a 22 with a 13. So for the two dovetails that you guys pulled out of the liquid, they've begun to dry off from this almost sludge that they were in and it's stuck to their fur and matted it down. So it is a bit hard to see what's going on at the moment, but as they're laying there, I don't know if you can tell if Yasoki sweat or not, but it seems like they have dilated eyes. They're shaking almost constantly. And as far as my Ronnie goes, you know that you know what all happened when he transformed back from that other form that he was in, so he's probably just unconscious from pain and will likely return to consciousness on his own. The other ones, you're not sure. So those two are basically exhibiting signs of like fever and sweats? Correct. Okay. Um, 5e will continue to con- continually monitor their temperature and their electrolytes and see what he can do to stabilize their condition. He can go ahead and sweep for um, any viral or bacteria infections, which might raise body temperature. For my Ronnie, honestly, I think anybody walking into Medbay would probably see him beginning to apply vitamin D ointments to the places on my Ronnie's body where the transformation has literally ripped apart his flesh. He talks about the, the pain of his mouth. Um, and Fivey's kind of having difficulties with that. It's like he, he, he stops 
he uh, every few seconds and kind of resets his task and starts it over again. Before we leave, Scriff, could you download those diaries? I'd like to give them a thorough study. Sure, I have them right here. Thank you. Here you go. It should also be said that Koto picks up the laser rifle that she dropped as she's leaving. Don't want to leave that behind. <laughs> Fair so, enough. And also, before we go, did NR5E want to reprogram the VI? <laughs> no. Um, I think 5E came to the realization that if Saul had any dealings with it, they would do what they saw <laughs> best fit, possibly involving violence and possibly not. And frankly, there's more important things to prioritize right now. Okay. So... The VI will be left in place, and you guys do know that you can, in one way or another, communicate with this manner, so yeah. you could potentially do so after you've talked to Myrani or something Yeah, theoretically, Myrani would have the ability to just directly holocom. And yeah, Sol has literally a plus one to computers, <laughs> so they're going to argue yeah, minus awful too. with the computer all the time. I just don't know how that works. Sol... Mm-hmm. Perhaps this would be best for a, a group meeting, but I'm wondering if you have any contacts that might be able to help hide my family. It's probably not safe for them to go home. Got lots of contacts, the questions are, darling. Will you like them? Can we do a scan of the area, see what's about? Yeah, let's... We should have a group meeting, I think. This is important. Um, Next steps. Yeah, before we get into that, I, I do want to ask Koto something. So the the Narians that you know, how how is he doing? The Narians that I know, um, I'm sorry to say, he was no longer with us. He passed only within the past year or two. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I know it's not really good for me to talk about people's doppelgangers, whatnot. But uh, I just figured it might be be best. I, I you, he was a hero. Where I'm from. Really? Yeah, uh, where I'm from most recently, I should mention, it's not the best of places. When you all said that you were just cleared out this room, didn't really surprise me after what I've been through the past year or so. But Narian's, his advancements in cloning really helped the medical field. Specifically when people would lose limbs, lose organs, able to regrow them. Instead of having to look for a match for an organ donor, just to be able to have a replacement organ of the ones that they originally had really changed the whole field. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that there's another version, you could say, of Narians that has has already passed away. I'm glad to see you, that you're alive and well here. I assume that your contributions uh, are also in cloning. You seem to be... You said that that was some kind of weird bastardization of your work in there. I assume that your your expertise is also in cloning in this dimension. Yeah, it is, but I don't think we've made the strives that Narians has in your universe. As as far as I know, I am kind of the final creation of Narians. Wait. So. Wait. You're. But aren't you Narians? Uh, I was his last clone before the process has has finally stopped and his brain has started to erode the last few years. Right now I go by pawns. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I didn't mean to assume. This is wild. This is... uh, Okay, so... I've never spent more than a few weeks or a few months before shifting into 
a new universe. But the last one that I was in was my far, the, my longest by far. I was there for over a year. I was starting to think of that place as a home, and then now I'm here, and it's. I know I, I told myself that I shouldn't get used to it, and 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 just to be present and be in the moment and be willing to accept new things, but. I, I apologize. I know you're not you're not my Narians. You're not even really the Narians here, but you are the Narians here. I, I'm sorry. I didn't. If I'm being rude, I, I really don't mean to. Well, the plan was for me to be able to take over his work, but had very limited success so far in retrieving any sort of information or new methods of restoring his functions. So I, I hope that we're back to my home planet here soon. I was in the talks of uh, us, us leaving, but we have a few more missions to complete before we actually can head there. So you might actually get to meet him. At least that's the hope. Well, if you're a clone of him, then I feel like I've already met a little bit of Narians, and I'm happy <laughs> to meet the original as well, but from what I've seen so far, this this version is just great too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Pond seems very happy. To that end, though, Pons, was it? Yes. Mm -hmm. If you were saying home planet, I would love to get a look at a star map. Maybe there's one somewhere on the ship. Oh, uh, yeah, ask Griff. He'd know about that. Uh, that's another thing. I, I, I introduced myself to everybody, but I don't think I got anyone else's names. He's a little fuzzy guy over. Yeah, I, his huge mech suit. There's oh. 10 more of them on the ship besides Griff. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one right. No, no, no. The one over. Nope, not that one either. Wait, uh, the, the dungeon? Just yell Scriff really loud. That usually does it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, maybe not on my first day on the ship. Okay, I'll, I'll get his attention. Scriff! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, what, okay. What's up? Okay. Honestly, I totally forgot. Um, <laughs> where were we headed to next? You know, you can just message me on the comms. It's fine. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it right now. Um, I know we have some okay. stuff to talk about, so let's uh, let's let's group up. Yeah, yeah, we need to have a a group chat. All right. Fabi walks toward the galley and looks at Griff and says, "I am monitoring patients. How long do you expect this meeting to take?" We'll try to keep it brief. I know that some of them need treatment. All right. Yeah. Let's um let's do like a telepathic circle thing. We've done before. Infinite love, everyone. Everyone, yes. put your love. brains in. <laughs> Heads to the center. Koto's just like, oh, is that how it works here? Uh, I, all right, I guess. And just kind of puts her head forward. Yeah, it's like a regular <laughs> thing now. It does facilitate communications nicely. Transcends language barriers. You do, you do hear more efficient. in all of your heads that we can't just communicate telepathically. You hear this coming from Koto. And I think, Richard, you rolled a life science earlier, right? She's one of those. Yeah, I only got a 16 on it, though. But I feel like it, the Strix are, again, like, I don't mean they're, to they're no, are they Are they known? Like, because I don't know much about Versi's culture. Yeah, they're really. not super common, but they have been known to come through the Pact Worlds. So okay. you may have seen some. But I think a 16 would also be enough to know that they usually don't have telepathy. Yeah. I don't. And 5e hasn't 
very low mysticism, so I don't think he's picked up on the witch weird distinctions or <laughs> probably just takes it for granted through heuristics that if no one else seems threatened by you, then he shouldn't be either. <laughs> Sol definitely seems wary. Just throwing that out there, but also Sol's had a day, so. Yep. Pond seems fine with her, though. Yes, that's yeah. the standard by which we should be judging everyone. Uh-huh. Exactly. Ooh, be <laughs> runes. Boom. This is why I'm convinced this is a long con. No one this gullible should live this long. You would be surprised how much basis of uh, like Pond's logic is in 5e heuristics by now, actually. <laughs> it, I have been right on multiple occasions, which may or may not have you know been logical. I think on par with a few days alive, people just turn up, and that seems fine, so they're not bothered. <laughs> Good point. People come, people go. Par is like five days old. Par was playing Final Fantasy on speed dial in their heads. You guys all put your heads close and start basically bouncing telekinesis off each other. Yeah, just a mind circle. So I don't know if I should really lead this meeting. I can think of like two good options, at least two things that we're supposed to do. What are the other ones? Well, first order of business, I think, is holding a funeral for Brandon. Uh, I didn't know him for very long, but uh, I wouldn't mind hosting the ceremony, if that's okay, unless there are objections. I would be happy to contribute to cultural research to determine the most appropriate way of honoring him. Thank you. And, you know, obviously, if everyone could prepare a small statement, that would be great. The other thing is, before we go out and do whatever our next plan is, I, I, I need to find a place to hide my family. Agreed. It is not safe for them to be here. There is the matter of Twisage and Feather. If we surrender them to a traditional medical facility, that facility may not be prepared to deal with the danger that it presents. You're right. They're going to have to come with us, I think. Pons, 5e, I, I hope that I, I can count on you to look into them. I have no idea what could be affecting them. I, I believe if we can get him to one of Nerian's labs, then there's a chance with... The information we took from the facility here, we might be able to do something. Okay, maybe that should be our next uh, destination. Uh, there's there's also that that box. And I kind of look over the cargo. It is a long time since we opened that container. It just hums ominously. As soon as you say that, the whole last couple hours, I think, have been really, like somber, really dire. Uh, Scriff lights up a little bit because he is genuinely curious what's in that thing. And you see him touch his temple and sends a telepathic message to Cat because I can talk to technology with that technopathy <laughs> node. <laughs> and, and I instruct Cat to go and bring the box to us so that we can open it. Are we, if we're already all in telepathic communication, doesn't that mean we get some kind of weird feedback? <laughs> 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 Who did that? Well, that one, that one only talks to computers. So it's like Strange when you're on the phone, you just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so 5e hears an echo. Yeah, there's a hum, just like <laughs> in the background. As I said, a very efficient neural network. You guys are having this communication. Scriff touches his temple, and then in the background, in this silence, you just hear, kr-chunk, 
<laughs> as the armor just moves over towards the box. I love it. You have improved the servo timing. Impressive. That's... I've got some more ideas after our last fight, too. I'll need your help later. That's super cool. Yeah, that's Scriff. Oh, so you're Scriff. Yes, hi. I'm Scriff. Uh, so introductions. I'm Scriff. Uh, this is Soul. That's NR5V. That's Para. And you already met Pons. And then this is Twisage, this is Feather, and this is... Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> they're, they're, not all, they're not all here at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> like, this is just us. But, okay. So then the I think the armor <laughs> comes on and is like, yes, I am also curious what's in here. It's been killing me. Let's open it up, shall we? As Griff opens the box, 5e drafts a text message with a friendly list of who's who and emails it to the new, new girl. It's <laughs> like a PowerPoint presentation. These are the just like, okay, here's our FAQ. You should read this before you yeah. come to the second There's hand. There's a code of conduct. You're going to need to sign this. Quick starts. That's a great. <laughs> X for perms. She pulls out her comm and is just like, okay, good. Airdrop works here too. Nice. All right. <laughs> this is space drop. Scriff points to his armor and is like, and this is Cat. The hand comes up and gives a little wave. I'm working on, I need, I need to uh, fix the, the voice modulation. I'm going to work on that soon. Uh, it's broken right now, but let's get this opened. So Scriff will pull out uh, his toolkit and pry open this box or however <laughs> it needs to be opened. pulls out a wrench and just hits yeah. it until it opens. He's got to jiggle the wrench. Yes. Yeah, jiggle it a little bit. That was a promise made. I, jiggle. I did. I and I will jiggle it. So grabs <laughs> their sword. Give me an engineering check as you jiggle it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kota leans in really close to Pons and just whispers, "Why is he jiggling that wrench?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, that's not all. That's jiggling. <laughs> jiggling. I I got a twenty. Twenty. Soul grabs their sword into existence just in case. <laughs> Jiggling always helps. So you bring your multi-tool down, and this box is pretty flush, but you find that there are, in fact, screws that have been embedded into it, and you start unwinding those. And eventually, you drop them all out on the ground, and the box, instead of having a hatch or anything, all four of the sides, not including the top, they start to shift with the sound as they expand in different directions, leaving something like a cage, and it pours out this smoke that kind of floats around your feet. And inside, you see what first looks like a small meteorite. And huh. if anyone wants to roll on this, you're welcome to. I got physical science. Physical science would work. Mysticism give me anything? Uh, you could give me mysticism. Absolutely. Ugh, natural one for a 14. Mm, uh, <laughs> I just got an 18. 14 mysticism. 10. They had us transporting okay. a rock. 22 physical science. 32. Awesome. Okay. And Beats my 14. That's great. God, yeah. So the reason pawns is getting the most out of this role is because... Now that the shielding of this box is no longer there, you detect slight brain activity. What? Oh, oh no. With the 
physical science check, you get in and start looking this thing over. And as you do, it begins to occur to you that while it is craggy, like any meteorite you might see, it also is like rounder at the bottom and kind of comes up more into a conish point. It might be an egg. Poke it. Uh, it what? tips a little bit. There's something inside this. Like, like it's living. It's it's definitely living. When, when all that steam came out, was it at certain temperature? Was it exceptionally warmer or cooler than the cabin? The temperature did drop a little bit in here. If we don't keep this cold, it might hatch. Adjusting temperature downward. Huh. Does anyone recognize it? Ah, it just looks like there's definitely brainwaves coming from it. We're transporting a baby to Vesk 2. Yeah, it's, it's not the strangest job I've had. Yeah. Didn't I ask them if it was a living person and they Some people they were not very clear. Yeah, they weren't. The person. <laughs> they, they weren't very clear. I, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> the distinction would vary from culture to culture in any event. It was most likely a prevarication, though, yes. I told you she's a liar and a criminal and you shouldn't trust her. Do we want to keep it in like a specimen container? I would assume that if it has been given this container, this is the best place for it. Can it close back up? Is this a one and done? I am just skeptical of delivering live cargo when, okay, the drift is broken and the most important thing that they could think to have transported was out of their station and it was this egg, not food coming in. Did you see how she lived while the rest of her people didn't even have decent gravity? This is not surprising for her at all. I don't trust it. Does physical science tell us anything beyond this having a mind in it or it being a brain? I'm wondering if we need to shift gears to life sciences instead. You could absolutely give me a life science check. Oh, yeah. That would make way more sense. <laughs> 29. Can I just straight up touch it? Like, does it feel like anything to touch? It feels craggy. It's got a stone-like texture to it. All right. Ugh. Is it warm or cool? Or? Uh, it is still cool because it was in this chamber. But the temperature you guys have dropped the ship down to is not going to be the same temperature that this this thing was. Maybe it's like one of those world-eating parasite things so we could, like, probably hatch in and then destroy it. 5 you got 18 life sciences. 18? 29. 29? I got a 12. 21. All right. Pawn's pulling those heavy rolls. These are right up my rolls, yeah. Something in the back of your mind kind of clicks together from when you were studying back on your home planet, Akaton, back when you were with Narians and everything seemed to be doing okay at the time. You know, Narians has given you stories of times that they have gone out and done like exploration and they've gone with these groups to check out different worlds and you know mm -hmm. adventures before he came back and really started focusing on the cloning aspect and during that time you went through a lot of different myths and legends and things of that nature what clicks in your mind is this seems to you to be very similar to the egg of a dragon but not just a regular dragon, because that would just look like a normal egg. Maybe some scales thrown on there for fun textures. But this is very possibly a legendary creature from out in the vast. This might be the egg of an ether dragon. Oh. Okay, what? I, I try to I try to ask it in draconic <laughs> Hello? 
Don't talk to it. <laughs> Don't talk to it. Can you hear me so in there? So you begin to try to speak to this creature. Hold on, I'm going to patch you into the group. <laughs> Join oh, conference please. call. Here's, here's the code number. Type that right into Google. <laughs> does Pons only speak telepathically or do you speak with a voice? Uh, I speak with a voice, but I, it comes out of the boombox. Oh, Anything right. I yeah that's not coming out of the boombox is usually telepathically because I will not speak in my actual voice. Hmm. Koto also speaks draconic, so if, if we are getting patched into this... I want to know what's going on. So, Paul's just holding the sick while you two just talk at it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking to it. I'm just listening. I'm listening tell me, in. Tell me that Paul's holding it, like, near where the stomach would be on another person. So everyone's, like, talking to the pregnant person's belly. <laughs> oh. It's like when you when you point your, when you give your phone to, like, an elderly relative and they hold it weird, so you got to hold it for them. Uh-huh. I can't like, hear you. Hello? <laughs> yeah, it's, you're, Hello? You must speak to the other end. That, that the part other goes end. <laughs> Do you want to talk to your grandfather? Your face so you is too close. You, you have to get back in there like this. Like one eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you reach out your mind to this creature and begin to ask it questions. Instead of a response, what you feel is the mind begins to stir. The activity Great. begins to pick up. Go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> oh, you've woken you the dragon woke it now. Up. You you've were like, hello, are you yes. there? Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey dragon! Hey dragon! What, what happened? Is Are you sleeping? <laughs> yes. Hara, as you hold this thing, you feel it crack. Oh no! no. Oh, oh. <laughs> might want to throw <laughs> it out of the airlock chamber. <laughs> I do not want to alarm anyone, but I, I think your egg is hatching. Oh no, no, Scriff and I for a second connect. Now you're part of that. What's happening? <laughs> this is all happening so fast. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have right if now. people didn't do some things, but. <laughs> power, uh, power turns to the NL5B and goes, you, you are the most suited to uh, dealing with young. What do I do with an egg? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with an egg about to hatch? Place it upright on a soft surface, I suppose. <laughs> Understood. And they morph their hand into like a softer surface. Puts it on their head. <laughs> oh, yeah, even better. They put they, they, their head divots slightly and they put it on their head. Put it back in the box. Close the box. Get it cold. We don't want a dragon on the ship, do it's, we? It's too late. Yeah, too late. I'm pretty late. sure that's not how that works. Soul doesn't know shit about shit. I am not I programmed for dragon biology or, or egg rearing. So not on my head. Oh, no, I think your head is Crack. a perfectly fine surface given your recent metamorphosis. I put like a flashlight underneath the egg and see if we can see what's inside of it before it hatches. Twins. <laughs> Don't give Adam ideas. <laughs> We aren't we aren't in flight at this point, right? You guys have no. not taken off yet. No, we're still docked. I mean, I just feel like if it's, if we're going to allow it to hatch, 
Maybe not on the ship. <laughs> no, just kick it back out onto the moon. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, Hannaford can take I care mean, of it. It is a <laughs> private moon, and theoretically, there's what game and natural resources like water and stuff. If it there's was all those glowing fruits it can eat. Our yeah, eyes are wide true. already, but now they're like huge. You go, what do I do with this thing on my head? I guess we're just watching it hatch. Yeah, Koto has resumed eating one of her snacks just like oh no, no, no. <laughs> you know i've been to a lot of universes in my time but this is the first time i've seen a dragon hatch this is really i i can't thank you guys enough for sharing this with me it's like a daily occurrence with us i don't yeah I know what I, your universe was like do i know how long it takes for the average known dragon head to hatch once it starts cracking like is that something that they they have in an encyclopedia. <laughs> well, usually things, when they're ready to start coming out of an egg, begin breaking their way out, and it's pretty much like this is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not super egg knowledgeable, but you can't put an egg like back into a cold oh. place once it's hatched. Right? That's not great for Correct. the egg. Yeah, I think okay. we all sit around and watch it hatch, Adam. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's yeah. now alive. It's on my head, though, guys. I, do you That's want perfect. me to take it? I'll hold it. I can drink. I would advise that you take it outside the ship. I do have patients in the med bay. I would prefer minimal chaos in here while I am monitoring their vitals. Understood. I'm going at, at five E's uh, orders. I'm going to get up and just wander outside. Just holding it on your head. I'm going to start humming. Coach following. Yeah. We st- wait. We still need to figure out what to do with my family. I, t- scan, okay. find, find ships, bases, things in the area. Get me names. If I know, I'll know. I can't work the computer. If Sol is the only one who has contacts in this sector of space, then we should begin on that process now. Yeah, Akatan's not really the friendliest place for a family to live. Crack. <laughs> who came outside with power? I'm out there. Koto. Okay, so, so power like turns to Koto and goes, I apologize for not introducing myself sooner. I am Pala, the stranger. It is nice to meet you. Do you have any idea what to do with a dragon egg? <laughs> I think Kota will hold out her hand and cast Psychokinetic Hand and then try to like lift it up and then said, maybe if a dragon is hatching, we try putting it on the ground first. You don't want to be holding it. Now 5e instructed me precisely that it should be in a soft place. That's a soft. That's <laughs> 5e, a soft. Has gone, 5e has gone to the medical bay just really quickly to make sure no one's coding, even though he's still monitoring. And while he's there, he will bring grab some blankets and bring them outside and arrive at about this time. I mean, she'll just lower the egg onto the blankets. I believe this will suffice, Para. Thank you for yeah. your uh, interim assistance. You are doing an excellent job of monitoring it. Thank you. You're going to make a wonderful parent. I do not understand. <laughs> it is very likely that when this thing hatches, it will imprint upon someone present. So it takes a very big step back. Same. Five yeah. <laughs> E does as well. Paul's <laughs> just looking around, going, "No the script way, does, this not does not notice seem. that you all stepped back." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pons is still in the ship. Yeah. Ara can okay. also turn into anyone. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so you guys set this egg down on the blankets out in the middle of the field. There's still craters from when you guys had fought here. It's like burning rubble. <laughs> I like how Pons did this and won't come out of the <laughs> I'm going to go hide in my room. <laughs> Not my problem. Under the blanket. You go think about what you did while we deal with it. Already got ten Yasuki, and now we're going to have a dragon as well. I mean, 
If I were playing a different character, I'd see a solution, not a problem. <laughs> Player delighted. Character. I mean, this is all fascinating to power. New people, a dragon, which I've never seen either. Birth, which you've never seen. This is great. Does Para have a concept of what dragons are? I like to think that Para really only picked up what they could from when they were um, tied to, uh, what was her name? Oh, it's their first host. It's been, yeah. The, the, it's been their first host for a short time, and um, maybe whatever they can pick up from like the SROs they're attached to, but for the most part, probably not, actually. This is how Para <laughs> thinks that all people are born. Yeah, this is just a birth is amazing. Wow. Like we said, who knows where people just come yeah. from? They just appear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys wait for several minutes as you keep hearing the sound as it's clear that this thing is trying to break out from inside Maybe. of it. Should we just leave? <laughs> I'm telling you, Hannaford can take leave. care of it. No, that's a terrible idea. And eventually right. it pushes off this rock and it falls to the ground and a little head pokes out and then it begins to claw its way out until it pulls the top of this egg off. And I hope everyone has a Discord pulled up because I'm going to put messages no. in that because it'll be easier. <laughs> Yes, oh, it's a Neopet! Oh, oh no, it's, like it's adorable. Oh, now I can't see it. Oh. It's like a beautiful little Kirin-style dragon with like teal skin radiating. That is a it's a Lisa Frank cat dragon. Eyes. That is Espeon. It's my first It's a Lisa Frank cat dragon. Yes, you, you have encapsulated it. Thank you. <laughs> with multiple tails? This belongs on a binder. This does belong on a binder. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. High really school me 100% had this. Same. So it's just like, oh no, it's adorable. <laughs> oh, look at it. It's so cute. Everyone's still alive out there? The only people who were up close to this were Para and Scriff, right? Yeah. Yes. Was Scriff uh, yes. I think I, yeah, yeah I went out. Yeah, Scriff didn't take the step back with everyone. I did yeah. not. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't like that noise. <laughs> it's so small. It's very small. It's got such a big head. You were so worried about this tiny thing. This is easy. Size can be deceiving. <laughs> it is likely to grow exponentially larger at a rapid rate. Kota will, will say the miracle of life is truly brilliant. Then she goes and pulls out her laser rifle and says, well, should we take care of it or not? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no this it didn't thing do anything. rolls around adorably on the ground as you try to shoot it. Oh, uh, no, look I'm at it. Shooting at it. I'm just pointing at it. <laughs> Just missing constantly. So trying to walk. He immediately turns toward Koto and, and says, "We have a contract to deliver this cargo to Vest Two. I would advise that you not do that. Also, uh, there are ethical considerations." Her her head kind of like pops up, and she puts away a rifle and says, "Did you just say Vest Two? That is correct. Uh, I okay. If you're going to Vest Two. I would love a ride. I, I've, in all of my travels in the places when it was called the Viscarium, the new Viscarium, Pack Worlds 2, I've, every time I've, that's the one world that I've been able to set up a, a, a constant link between the universes. I might be able to get a peer into where I came from if I get back to Vesk 2. I would love a ride. 
The issue is that we may not be going to Methestu immediately. That is the decision that we have to make. Once we have yes. ascertained the safety of the dovetails. Now that this little cutie is born, I pick it up. <laughs> it's like as big as me. It has been like walking over and it's been rubbing against Griff's leg and like like climbing, trying to climb on Para, but it's not working because it just like slides back down. How, uh, how big is it? This is probably twice the size of a household cat. It's like a, okay. like a fox size? Two feet tall. Nice. Three okay. feet yeah. tall. All right. A good dog size. Um, yeah. 5e, it doesn't really matter when I get there, as long as I eventually get to Vesk 2. And I take it, I don't know what the situation is for between the pack worlds here and the Vescarium here, but I assume that it might be safest to travel with you as opposed to other people in this universe. That's debatable. Everyone is but... so good. <laughs> 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 this is <laughs> point to the, the destruction that was happening. <laughs> 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 they, they, they like look away from painting it for a second ago. Debris down in the background, <laughs> like a trail of stone and fire in the distance yep, behind Kozo. safe. Yeah, a tower in the castle just falls over. Saul <laughs> yeah. points to like the giant robot in a heap and is like, we did that. Very proud. We yeah. did are you sure about that? You are welcome, but you are incorrect. Well, like I said, if you did all of this and you came out unscathed, I see no. I, I definitely see the, the, the blood. Uh, the, body. Just, yeah, the blood drains from yeah. Scriff's face yeah. at that point. Like, not unscathed. Yeah, not, not at all. Fawn still has seven health. <laughs> yeah, as you take a second look, you realize that they're just like scarred up, <laughs> scraped, beaten, bloody. We're oh. so beat up. <laughs> it has been a doozy of a day. Fawn's uh, is going to go to sleep, I think. Kind of needs it before I die by like random falling debris. I like that everyone's out debris. dealing with the dragon. Fawn's is like nap time. That you, that you brought into the world, by the way. <laughs> you woke it up. Fawn's brought in, yep. Yeah, upon the the world, yes. Literally the little dragon the worst. goes over, it, it's in Scriff's arm, it jumps over and lands on top of Para's head and does like yep. a little circle and then sits yeah, down. It's spot now. Uh, oh, <laughs> it likes oh, you. No, that I flatten out my head very... so it's like an easier spot for it to sit. I'm not certain what this thing eats. I suppose I could prepare a number of nutritive solutions and see which one it's drawn to. That sounds like an excellent idea. We need to give it a name. Its name is Cargo, didn't you hear? So we have to deliver this cargo. No. That's, actually, that's actually pretty cute. Uh, Indeed, like it is designated as Cargo-01 in my uh, internal registry. Cargo-01, welcome to the second half. Hello, Coggy. Perhaps oh. just Cargo would be more appropriate. All right, fine. Cargo. Cargo Dash sounds like a, an over-the-top anime superhero. <laughs> yes, Cargo Dash 01. Cargo Even dash. More but if there's cargo. an 01, okay, that means we can cargo find dash Cargo Dash 02 later. Cargo for short. Yeah, these things may reproduce asexually, so we might get a whole litter of cargo dash. They're tribbles. Mm. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll head back into the ship, and I'm yeah, going to give Sol that uh, uh, ship scan that they asked for. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Kodo wanted that, too. Tinyasoki and an Asanoi and a dragon. Oh, this is fine. Great. This is fine. Soul's going to, like, find a seat, open their uh, data pad, and start going through all the stuff. I... Mm, I... Could you maybe do a wider scan? Maybe, right? Uh, it will take a little bit of time, but I can uh, I can make it done. I, uh, options might be nice. 
You seem concerned. Uh, not, there is someone here who I might know. Um, they're very trustworthy, but um, I'd love to not see her. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll I'll run a, another scan, but it will, like I said, it will take some time. In the meantime, I'm gonna go prep for the funeral. Five E returns to the med bay to monitor the patients and see if any of them regain consciousness. Oh, I have one more thing before we all go. Uh, this, I look over at Five E and Para. Like I, I feel like we should share what happened. What about you? I see no reason not to tell them. In fact, I will summarize in order to save us all time. Boris, Griff, and myself have made a deal with some sort of interdimensional being who assured us uh, success in our endeavors at the Kurdan Moon in exchange for what appears to be our ongoing servitude. What being is this? It appears to be linked to Para in some way. I'm sure they can fill you in. And 5e walks out and goes to the med Soul turns immediately, <laughs> just <laughs> glaring at Scriff. You made another deal with another entity whose name you don't know. I No, it's, it's, it's Para's daddy. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot answer this question. Look, they... <sighs> okay. Things in the fight with the dervish weren't going so great. In fact, it was going rather bad. And I saw an opening offered to us. Para, 5e, and myself are the only ones that remember this. But there was more death than just Brandon that was going to happen. So when we saw the opportunity to undo it, we took it. Um, well, I cannot speak plainly of what happened. I can say that without this intervention and Griff and 5e's decision-making, we would not be here. She, uh, Koto looks over at Scriff. I'm sorry, did you just say Dervish? Of course you know the Why Dervish. do you know all of these names? This is, this is <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't for me. Makes all right. <laughs> no one listens to me. Well. <laughs> you see this like look of horror pop up on Koto's face. You you're having a problem with the drift, and you were dealing with someone named Dervish. That's right. Yeah. Um, let me ask you all a question. Do the names Scarn or Espermore mean anything to you? Oh, it looks like Griff, but says not to me. I don't think so. Do I? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Uh, the power of notes. The Silan Archduke Scarn. Yeah, that's the one. Was one of the three pieces of the False Triune. Uh, oh. They are Triune's shadow. So we met Archduke Pathon, but we oh. learned of Archduke Espermore and Scarn. Ah. Uh, we know. I. We've heard it in passing. Uh. Are you referring to Archduke Scon of the False Triune? Uh, again, like Koto kind of like almost faints and like has to pick herself up as she like begins like stumbling back. Oh, oh my, oh, oh no. Oh gosh. Was this why I was sent here? We didn't meet Scon. We did uh, have a bit of a tussle with Archduke Pathon, if that name means anything to you. I, I can't say that I know the name Pathon, but... You, 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 this universe might be in for a whole lot of trouble if you do not. Oh my gosh. You're going to have to explain some things, I think. I'm happy to do so. Um, did you want me to do it right now? <laughs> like write them all down. Might as well. 
So where I come can we, from... Can we wait pawns up for this? I feel like... Oh, no. Does Paul <laughs> Pawns want to be woken up? I could download the memories later. That's that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, just uh, just record it for me. I'll watch it yeah, later. Yeah, it, please. Right. No worries. Can I copy your homework straight from your mind? Actually, that's fine because Five E could just set up a, um, a camera in the med bay in case anybody wakes up and come back out for the conversation, and then replay the footage for puns later. Record for posterity. Yeah, I just literally I I would be dead if I take damage, so I'm like not even. I don't want to risk if it. If this dragon bites him in the toe, he's dead. Does he have toes? <laughs> that gave me life. <laughs> Does he have toes? Teeny tiny little, not very useful toes. Oh, they're on toes, yeah. All right, so like I said, for over a year now, I've been in the same universe much, much longer than any other that I've, I've, I've been to. Where I come from, the Cyland have taken over. Life is hell there. Triune has fallen silent. They, the, his influence within the drift in the mortal plane is is all but non-existent. The Cylon have instead installed themselves as the replacement of Triune. As we all know, Triune is made of three entities. Where I'm from, those entities are the new Triune, as it were, consists of Archduke Skarn, Archduke Espermore, and Archduke Dervish. What? Huh. That explains all the summoning circles and... Hmm. wonder if that's because we killed the other one? What is known about the Archdukes and the reality that you came from? Just that they are very, very bad news. The most ordained commander essentially acts as the new Triune. The ones who carry out the most ordained commander's orders are Skarn, Espermore, and Dervish. They see their actions as a holy war with the intent of bringing their own version of Triune's teachings to all life everywhere throughout the universe. So this corrupted church of Triune that we stumbled across on that planet, it managed to subdue both the Pact Worlds and the Vescarium in the reality you're from? Not just the Vescarium and the Pact Worlds. Have you heard of, I don't know if you have them here, the Aslanti? The Aslanti Empire. The Aslanti Star Empire is no more. They are also the Cylon now. We need to stop this from happening if... It seems like your the reality you came from in many ways mirrors the one here. Except that it hasn't happened yet here. It is happening now. Richard. Yes, fight. Yes, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know, and someone listening might not know, what, what are the Aslanti like in the reality we're from? We've met one. We met one at, um, on the station. Yeah, there was yeah, one at Scarzo. I believe British was the best. Uh... <laughs> they were they were <laughs> high society wasps. <laughs> high society <laughs> wasps. <laughs> I love it. The Aslanti Star Empire are a conquering people. Their most Humans. equivalent would be space Nazis. <laughs> they decide whatever they want to do and use force to take it. They are cruel and terrible and everyone hates okay. them but they're generally believed to be a human or near human race they Correct. are human species they are yeah humans. okay gotcha yeah the the actual aslanti are humans but there are there are other races mm. within the aslanti star empire that are like not considered full citizens like, like star wars empire kind of thing okay oh i knew things were bad but Oh, this just keeps getting worse and worse. It's really bad where I'm from. There's very little trade because the Cyland can intercept ships within the drift. There are reports every day of new worlds 
that the Packworlds Alliance hasn't even discovered yet that have been subsumed, converted, and integrated into the Psyland Empire. That seems like what's happening to our world right now. The Psyland only recently... Oh, script like face palms. We just let them out of the prison that they were in when we escaped from that planet. Oh no, oh no, oh no, this is bad. We gave them the technology that they needed. We gave them the access codes to escape that planet. You see Koto put her face into both of her palms and just says, no, I can't believe this. Oh my gosh. We're we have to do something. We need to warn someone. We need to get the Pact Worlds and the Vescarium and the Aslanti to, to ready the defenses. This is a long shot, and I don't know if you would even have heard of this person, but there might be one person who could help us. Have you heard of a goblin named Uzi Puswound? Stop it all! What? <laughs> no. Of no. course, watch if we <laughs> <laughs> we are acquainted with this individual, yes. He is a mighty, mighty watchy. Soul. Anyone can help. It is causing him. Soul just heaves the heaviest it. of sighs while pulling out a ration and trying to tempt the, like, casually tempt the dragon over. Uh, fully vindicated. All that hero worship paid off. Is, is the universe that you come from just this cartoon world where everything is connected? Uh, I don't know what so exasperating. Uzi Puswound is a great hero. Unparalleled leadership skills, brilliant tactics. One of the only armadas that has been able to resist the Silent Empire. Of course. Of course. I hate this reality. <laughs> I love it. it I'm here for it. I love it so much, but solution. so kind of I consider myself a proud member of the Wasty Space Armada. And I would be happy to get one started in this reality as well. Well, I've got good news for you. Well, you can't, because we already started it. <laughs> Wait, seriously? It is true. We are Uzi's chosen first. Uh, Alright, right, take out what he gave you. Take out that weapon. Uh, of, of course. It's, it's actually exciting. The now. holy relic of Uzi Buswind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hold up their hand, um, the, um, the, the globby. Um, the junk sensor to show the junk sensor which um then they ignite because they've got a like, light thing on them in a very they're so happy <laughs> no, this is uzi puffman held this in their hands uzi puffman <laughs> gave this to me themselves oh, what an honor <laughs> <laughs> They put a hand on their shoulder. I know. And I, I don't believe this. <laughs> Our recent history is considerably intertwined with that of the Wasties clan and War Chief Puswound. Are you sure you said Uzi Puswound? Yes, Omega Chief Uzi, Uzi. Puswound. The Omega Chief. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did yeah. give him that title at one point. Oh, he did. And we just kicked him out of the Twitter account, too. <laughs> their, their eyes are so wide sparkling the omega chief oh my God. i can't even right now with this this is ridiculous if you want any shot at stopping what has happened in the last universe from happening here we need to get to uzi pus wound as quickly as possible the wasties clan is in a considerably dire situation we brought them out of What's the name of the system? Uh, Metadosa system. We helped the Wasties retreat from the Metadosa system, which is also where the Archdukes and the Cylon were based. 
That is also, I believe, where the entity that has become part of the stranger originates from. It would seem that all of this is intricately tied together. You must come with us and meet the Omega Chief. <laughs> you can't tell him to call himself that. His head's big enough already. Okay. The it is chance to meet the greatest hero of my generation? Of course I'm coming with you. Koto, you, you know the dangers in, in talking about people's doppelgangers, yes? You mentioned this earlier. You mustn't let him know for the sake of all of us, yes? I, I, do you not trust this individual? Uh, Didn't very, you not help him? With very my, much with trust him, but you don't life. want to risk tampering the timelines <laughs> with things, right? <laughs> I believe that the ship has long since sailed, as you might say, on that. You just, I'm trying to, oh, I give up on all of you. Look, his head is big <laughs> enough is. as it is. We don't need a bigger ego boost out of Uzi Paswound. May I propose a potential solution? Please. <laughs> what if we chart a course for the second hand toward Vesk 2? We could use Koto's knowledge of the alternate universe Vaskarium to secure contacts in order to get your siblings to safety. We'll keep Twisich and Feather on board in the medbay, along with Myrani, and we can send word for Uzi to meet us on Vesk 2. What about Nerians? That will be our very next stop, but we cannot take this many people and a dragon. It's... To Nerians. You should, you should just contact the Sun Siren. Just, just... She's close. We'll, we'll, I'll talk to her. The Sun Siren. Explain. Uh, so contact I have. She's very obnoxiously trustworthy. You'd rather like her. It might be a problem for me. She's part of the IDF, so... IDF. Those of you who were in the Pact Worlds before would know this as the Inner Space Defense Force. It'll save us a trip out to Vesk and things are this dire. Well, we have to, we have to drop that thing off at some point. Do we? Or not. Yeah. I guess not. All right. Right? If you think they'll be safe there. Well, I mean, I could, I would love, darling, to make an argument that perhaps if we went with someone, the Doge wouldn't think to look for your family with anyone, you know, on the criminal side of things, but I imagine you would feel better with the IDF. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do believe that we should still deliver the dragon hatchling to Vesk 2. It may be best if we not inform the IDF of the dragon, unless it becomes absolutely necessary. All right, that's as good a plan as any. Hmm, that could be interesting. What's the legalities around dragon? Well, they're sentient, so they have rights, I would imagine. Might be interesting to tip off the IDF that this is what that station commander's up to. There's plenty of dragons on Triaxis that run corporations and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're great. Really nice guys. They've got to have some kind of an adoption program set up. If, if we're dealing with, you know, sentient trafficking, I'd rather like to tip off the IDF, but it's your call. We did ask if, any th if we were doing anything illegal, and they said no. That is a very good point. I'm sure this would be a great way to distract Vin. I would, I would love to rain on their parade. Well, do we know who the recipients are of this egg? Like, it could not be illegal, depending on if we're a delivery service versus... She wanted it off the records. I'm just playing a devil's advocate. You're let's, asleep. I don't know. Let's deal with that. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm saying it as a human. Maybe we'll deal with that when we when we get around to it. We've got so many irons in the fire right now. Yeah. Let's deal with this. I mean, I, I fear I should probably deal with Chris' family first. That's the most yeah. pressing issue. Like eight people to deal with. We can figure out what to do with the dragon when the time comes. We've got more immediate things. Now that we've got the dovetails figured out, 
what we're going to do with them. I think I need to go make preparations for Brandon's funeral. 5e, can you plot a course to uh, this Sun Siren? Affirmative. With Sol's assistance, I will see to it that we make contact with the IDF, then onward to Vestu, and hopefully Akaton. Right. I'm going to go make some preparations. I'll see you all tonight. I will establish communications with Scar's End and inform Uzi to meet us. Par looks at Kota like eyes wide still. Yes. Sol is going to march right up to her. She's got just a couple inches on Sol, which really pisses them off. <laughs> Gets up in her face. You are fascinating. That makes me want to like you, so don't mess that up. Do you hear me? Para, come along. We will see you later, Koto. I will tell you all about Uzi's from the very mouth stories. Koto's <laughs> eyes like widen like an anime character. Just, I can't oh wait. Gosh. Is Koto literally based off like a fangirl? Is that what's going on, right? <laughs> the whole personality? That's kind of great. So you guys split up and start doing different preparations. Scriff begins sorting out what this funeral is going to be like. You hear a lot of clanging behind the uh, behind the engineering bay. Well, that's not really uncommon yeah. for Scriff, so everyone probably just ignores <laughs> yeah. it. Standard, yeah. <laughs> But you guys reach out to the IDF. Don't, don't include my name at first, if possible. So you reach out to the Sun Siren, and you get a response back, and it says, message confirmed secondhand. Please proceed to Triaxis of the Pact World System. Your rendezvous point will be in the upper atmosphere. Call sign 993163, the Sun Siren, hail on approach. Acknowledged. So, as you guys begin to leave this moon, I'm going to need a piloting check. The elevator lifts the second hand back through that massive clear airlock and brings it up just to the surface of the dome in preparation for departure. Assuming that no one else is able to do that, 5e will take the helm, and that's a 34 piloting. You know this ship like Amazing. the back of your hand now. It's almost a second hand. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you guys begin to pull out into space. Once we get significantly away from all of the other planets and any, anything into like a more like what's what's the equivalent of neutral waters in space? The middle of nowhere. Open space. <laughs> Open space. Once we get into international space. <laughs> international waters. Uh, Scriff will message everyone over the comms and say, it's time. And everyone will make their way into the other cargo bay that isn't being used for uh, medical treatment. Oh, very nice. Oh, my oh. goodness. Oh. Cargo is wandering around the entire ship. Like, you can't stop them. They're just climbing <laughs> on everything. And <laughs> it's going to get real confusing <laughs> later. So everyone gathers into this room and, you know, Scriff has set up like a just a small, simple ceremony right next to the airlock in this cargo bay. We don't have a lot of space to hold this so we just make do with what we've got you can see that he's tried to like you know lower the lighting in the room and make it very comfortable and there's some soft music playing in the background everyone comes in you know you take your seats uh scriff has set up like a small podium where people can come up and and speak as they see fit and uh scriff's standing there right now and says one thing before we start 
soul will come in and kind of stand behind Scrip, behind the coffin. And Rose lawyers, this is not how this works, but narratively, soul will make their moat just suddenly pulse with like this incredibly white hot supernova light for just an instant, um, just to make sure that the universe is watching. Oh. Quick question, Adam, is this an open casket or a closed casket? He's been fixed up. All his duds have been repaired. His tie is almost correct, so I yeah, feel I like it's this very could open. be All right. open casket. And wouldn't you want to look upon Brandon one more time? I know that's I what he to make wants. sure that that was okay. I, I think that is for the best as well. Or I guess we could ask Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that, I mean, it's, it's the future. Let's have it start open and then closed. But Koto, before oh. it gets started, Koto will come in and say, what did you say his name was? <laughs> Brandon. Brandon Masters. Oh, man. The Brandon Masters? I, <laughs> she's like, this the is porn star? The porn star. Famous for that Yashoki video? Wow. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know any Brandon Masters. I, 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 knew, this, I knew this man as Cliff. He was a Ooh, philanthropist on Absalom Station. Oh, we are living in the worst timeline. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so you you see, like, Brandon is in repose in this casket, and uh, Scriff has fashioned this casket out of a silvery, polished metal. And the one time that Scriff has actually succeeded to design something properly, uh, there is an etched filigree on the cover of the casket depicting a man in a cowboy hat reaching up towards a shimmering key uh, and the casket is currently being held by Scriff's power armor cat. That's cool. like it. Welcome everyone to this celebration of the life of Brandon Masters. We all knew Brandon, some longer than others. Above all else, he was a gentleman, professional to the end quick to lend a helping hand, never folding under pressure, always dressed to impress, and impress he did. He made an impression on whoever he met, especially those of us here today. There's an Isoki saying, the team im im finish do a ting, im ye for sempere. Once a ting is made, it is forever. Brandon Masters will never be gone. He has made his mark on all of us, and we will forever carry him with us on our journey. Through our actions, he remains. Remember that as you live your life. You aren't just living it for yourself anymore. You're living it for Brandon too. So go out and tell his story and make it a good one for Brandon's sake. At this time, I invite you to come up and share any last words you would like to say to Brandon publicly or privately, the podium is open. And Scriff will step away from the podium, walk up to the casket. He places a flower made out of scrap metal onto Brandon's chest and whispers something. It's up to you if you all hear it, but he says, and then kisses Brandon on the cheek and sits down. I, I need like a second. <laughs> Saul will stand and go to the podium and look at Brandon for a moment and then back at the crowd and crack an almost smile. It's forced. Brandon was a subpar con artist and a fool. But make no mistake, 
both of those are good things. No one lived their life more fully than Brandon Masters. He was forever seeking new faces and new places. He always knew exactly what he wanted, and he pursued it relentlessly. It can be rather easy to resent someone who lives their life as fearly and so completely as he did. It also meant that he often became too attached to his monks, remaining in their lives far longer than he should have. It's exceedingly rare to be able to say that a conman is bad at his job because he's too empathetic. And as they speak, Sol will produce a card, purple and gold, of a young man poised to step off a cliff, a flower in his hand, his eyes on the sky. And they look at the card, and only the card, as they continue. Many mock the fool for blindly stepping off the cliff, but in so doing they reveal their own ignorance. The fool does not step off because he is unaware of the danger. He steps because he has faith. Faith that no matter the outcome, a new adventure awaits. Faith that his actions have potential to lead him to a better world, or at least to better the world. Brandon made a bold choice, fully aware of the consequences. In so doing, he achieved something that very few sentients can ever hope to. He made these worlds a markedly better place. Now, turn and tuck the card into Brandon's breast pocket. Careful not to disturb the pocket square. <laughs> and then they kind of straighten and their moat glows a little and they look almost ceremonial, as if they've done something like this before. The Brandon we know may be gone, but he still exists. Wandering the galaxy as stardust. Brandon, I hope that whichever god you worship welcomes you with open arms. And I hope that your next adventure is long-lasting and filled with the companionship and affection which you so clearly craved in this life. Goodbye, good luck, and thank you. My eulogy for Brandon Masters requires a visual aid. 5e activates a hollow projector that um, shows a replay of several of the combats that we were in in uh, the Curtain State. And it kind of zooms in on different moments where like Brandon's doing something awesome. There's actually a, a super cut that includes the jump to the fountain, but then cuts away at the last second so that it, you don't actually see him make the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. True, bro. Brandon Masters was an exceptional being. His skills in close small arms combat increased our projected success quotient by 16.785%. His ability to read and convey physical linguistic cues allowed him to successfully deceive an opponent of significantly superior guile, one which no other team member here managed to connive, and other than myself, did not notice. And at this point, you see the footage replaying of a reality that most of you never saw, but that me and Scriff and Para did, of where you see a close-in of Brandon observing the dervish, reading his facial expressions, the motions that he goes through as he changes his body language to convince the dervish that he's willing to consider flipping sides and then moving to Scriff Dovetail after a short altercation between the two of them and slipping Scriff a gr grenade, the same grenade that he set off that killed him and saved us. And 5e continues speaking. But Brandon's selflessness was his greatest contribution to our success and to the well-being of those who depended upon us. Without his bravery and sacrifice, they and we might not be alive or otherwise functioning today. Brandon Masters has asked that his story be told. I am honored to continue telling it, today or any other. Thank you for your attendance. And 5e turns the hologram off. Um, 
I think Power scoops up cargo um, to hold them um, and pet them while they get up onto the, the podium. <laughs> <laughs> Love the cargo sound effect. <laughs> uh, they look out into the crowd and they, uh, and they look at Brandon too. And go, Brandon Masters was one of my best friends. I have not been alive a long time, but in that time, I am glad that a large part of it was shared with him. He was extremely interesting. In a world that is almost always new to me, he allowed me to see a part of it that I would have been un otherwise unable to experience. And for that, I thank him. Brandon will always be a part of me as I am unable to forget anything that happens to me. And that, in this instance, is a great thing. I will miss you, Brandon. I will look for you. Step off podium. Hans will walk up and kind of put his hands on top of uh, Brandon's hands. Today, I am going to send with Brandon a seal of returning. Usually, this would allow something separated from you to come back, but eh, this will represent that one day, possibly, we might see Brandon again. He saved me many times in the short time that I knew him, and it's very possible, if not for him, that I would not be floating here now. Thank you, Brandon, and hope to see you once again. With the final words spoken, Cat closes the casket and moves the casket into the airlock, closes the doors. Brandon Masters, although we don't know your final wishes, we commit your body to the void. May your next life bring you much peace and joy for as long as time remains. Kuhaku Mumeng Sito. And as his body is jettisoned into space, Scriff begins to sing a song that he learned as a child. One last farewell. Take these silver pieces to the town, to the town. You can't grow milk and honey in the ground, in the ground. Go your way, dear boy. Your She can't grow sons and daughters in the ground, in the ground. The city has its treasures. Look away, look away. For silver only lasts you for a day, for a day. Go your way, dear boy. Your child for a day for a day if you find what you're seeking don't feel bad don't feel bad your mother won't forsake you she is glad she is glad go your way dear boy this path is yours alone Mother waits at home She is glad, she is glad You send home all your silver Life is good, life is good 
city shouts your praises, so it should, so it should go your way, dear boy, and find your fame and fortune. You can't find fame and fortune in the ground, in the ground. Go your way, dear boy, this path is yours alone. Your mother waits at home in the ground.